welcome to this week's Tez Effie podcast. My name is Kate Parker and I'm joined by Julia Balgatai. Hello. And for this week, you've got just us. We will be talking about the month in Effie, so all of the weird and wonderful things that have been happening in February. Um, and I mean, this week's been, feels like it's been a month in itself. <laughs> but, you know, it has been um, a month, obviously, as always, full of news for the sector. Um, and say so things kind of kicked off um, with the AOC conference that was in um, the first couple of weeks of the month. Um, it also tied into Apprenticeship Week that week too. Um, and Julia was lucky enough to be the chair for that conference. Indeed, it was good fun, despite the brief technical hiccups uh, at the beginning. I think yeah. we, we cruised through the remaining two days quite nicely. Well, also, you know, that technical hour when nobody could get on gave them all a chance to read our free magazine, so. Absolutely, which we uh, came up especially for conference. Um, and uh, hopefully many of you had a, had a quick flick through while they were waiting to log on. Yeah, um, and I would say probably, you know, the talking point of that conference was um, the Education Secretary Gavin Williamson's speech, wasn't it? Uh, it certainly was. It was pre-recorded. Um, and he i think it's fair to say was glowing that might even be an understatement uh i would say rarely has there been a politician more enthusiastic about the further education sector you know essentially saying you know they're the, the beating heart of the recovery will be colleges without any hesitation the future is fe colleges are at the heart of the COVID recovery very much also repeating the his sort of catchphrase from uh, very early on in post when he was saying you know it wasn't education 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 it was further education further education further education um this man is a, a fan of colleges i think it's fair to say the question is how much of that translates into extra money for colleges and um, actually them playing that role that he's badly wants them to have that's the thing isn't it so i'm just uh, reminding myself of a speech and he says when he said i'm sure that my passion for further education is not news to any of you if there's ever an opportunity to bang the drum for the sector i am there and I think that that's that's fair enough. He does he does speak a lot about you know it was even like his um his speech in last summer, um you know he speaks a lot about how much he loves the sector and the value of it, but it kind can kind of feel like that doesn't necessarily translate. And I think this week has been a good example of that. Um you know as you said in your blog, or that you know everybody got briefed on what the news for schools was going to be when they returned, um but there was no no briefing on what the situation was going to be for the FE sector. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, it's obviously impossible for us to know what goes on behind the doors in, in Whitehall. And it may well be that, you know, this was something that was beyond uh, Mr. Williams' control in terms of what came out early and what was briefed to uh, political media. But it certainly felt very much like this week it was back to and colleges and colleges uh, in the very best case scenario. Um, it's very much about Today, you know, he was speaking in Parliament about the future of assessment and the route back into classrooms. It's very much about lost learning for children. It's very much about school children not spending time with their friends and how the government is planning to help schools uh, catch up and help their learners catch up, whether or not you agree with that particular phrase. Um, and there's very little on colleges and what this means for, for learners that are slightly older or for adult students you know people who are resetting their GCSE exams there's been very little talk of that as much as you and I have been trying to keep everyone up to speed with with what it's all going to mean so you know 
the sector has had a very rough decade, certainly financially. Um, it's going to take a lot more than some high speeches from Gavin Williams to, to try and make up for that. And actually you, uh, with a great investigation this month, highlighted just how difficult things have been for colleges, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, so um, I, yeah, I, I had the long task of shifting through a lot of FOI data. So I sent an FOI to every college in England and asked them how many staff they've made redundant um, or been per redundancy, uh, both this year so far and last year. And obviously, you know, we all know that COVID has, you know, really hit the, the college sector and there's been a lot said about the fact that you know the 400 million boost that they were given and um, the IFS was saying that's going to be completely eroded by COVID costs they have extra cleaning costs you know that they and you know the lack of apprenticeships they've been offered be able to offer clearly you know they've hit, been hit financially and actually it's pretty obvious to see that's trickled down to staff so um, you know the data I found um, about you know 3,100 uh, college staff were put at risk of redundancy over the past two years and you know there is about um, 110,000 employed in colleges in England so that's about you know a three percent of staff um, which actually is a really really high amount and, and you know we um, we actually polled uh, we put a poll out on our Twitter um, the Friday after we published the story and said you know how many of you have felt like your job has been secure over the past few months how many of you felt like maybe the future was a bit uncertain and the majority said that they did feel like they their futures were uncertain and that's um, the thing isn't it redundancy is an awful thing but even just knowing that your job isn't secure and that that may very well be around the corner particularly with where the economy is and everything that's incredibly stressful you know lots of people listening will will know that feeling even if you don't end up actually being made redundant that sort of being put at risk is is really in lots of ways bad enough and we know from speaking to the ECU that lots more staff than than you, know, you came across in your survey will have felt that way and will have then had the awful experience of actually losing their job so it's it's about losing your job but it's also about the sort of sheer level of stress that these kind of uncertain times bring for for anyone and for the way that they can do their work in a college. Yeah, completely. And it, it seems like the data kind of revealed that um, it supports staff who were the ones that were the most at risk and most likely to be made redundant. I, I don't think that is a surprise. It's always seems always the case that the first people to go are the support staff. Um, and John Richards, um, you know, the head of education at Unison who look after uh, support staff he was saying that actually it's the support staff who will be really needed when um, schools and colleges do come back because it's them that off quite often offer that one-to-one -one catch up um, with students so actually these these are the roles that are really really important and it's clear that they are just they're just going going in all these colleges and it's just yeah I think and the thing is as well what's scary is that Obviously, I sent out this FOI at the beginning of the year. And so the data for 2020, 2021 is actually only four months of, of, the, of the academic year so far. We've still got a long way to go. Right. Um, right. And I, I can just envision yeah, it's, it's silly things like, well, it's not silly, but um, with the with exams not happening this year and it being teacher assessed grades, colleges employ thousands of um, exam invigilators. They're clearly not going to be needed this year so you would have thought that they would be the first to go um so i think we probably are going to see more redundancies as the year goes on i think there's going to be a lot of job uncertainty around the corner uh for, for staff in colleges particularly for support staff and um that's obviously deeply concerning for, for everyone and something that i can see us 
looking at again in the not too distant future as much as I know you'd rather not <laughs> <trail through laughs> hundreds of FOI responses again but I also sort of feel it's you know obviously I would say that because I very much enjoyed reading the piece but I think it's incredibly important that we do that sort of work that we do spend the time looking through it um, because all these jobs are going and it's very difficult to get a national picture from the individual, individual yeah. stories that you from unions. It's and it, it, we should say as well, you know, out from the FOI, I had about 135 colleges or college groups um, reply and there actually is about 230 in the country. So as, although I sent them out to all of them, obviously, understandably, a lot of them have got a lot of other stuff going on, so can't respond within the time scale. Um, so actually, yes, it is, it is broad, you know, essentially a national picture, but actually there could be many people that have been missed in that. Um, and so it could be, well, as the UC said, a lot worse than even what we what we project. Yeah, that's right. So from that, swiftly on to the big news that was, uh, that was this week, which yes. started schools on Sunday and then for, for the college sector on Monday when Boris Johnson did his on uh, returning to the classroom for students in both schools and colleges, um, setting out that all colleges should open to all learners from the 8th of March and then alongside that also releasing, very timely I should say for once, the DFB releasing some guidance on exactly how the reopening should work. Uh, we're not used to, to that being decided <laughs> no. at 7 p.m. Um, so, so that was very helpful, but setting out, you know, how testing should work, you had a look at uh, what that might look like in, in a college setting and the kind of pressure that we can expect colleges to, to be under. I was speaking to a principal yesterday who was saying, you know, it's literally thousands of tests thousands and thousands um, which they can luckily start from next week I believe. Yes yeah I think that does take the pressure off when I when I spoke to some people early in the week this is before they had said that actually the testing could happen before the 8th of March date um, you know one college principal was saying to me that it simply wasn't going to be feasible especially when you have a big college group you have to think so many places now you know there are a college group with about eight different colleges in it so a lot of students a lot of stuff to organize and actually they were saying that it wouldn't it wouldn't be feasible that everybody was going to be back in the eight in in class and learning um and i think even even though they can start at this you know this week it's still a massive challenge for them you know secondary schools have got you don't even want to think about that you no know, what that will mean for for you know just clear numbers um but you know my feeling was that people were generally quite pleased with with the route ahead and there was a bit of flexibility in there of who had to come back when and how often and uh, how much blended learning colleges could still use to kind of take students forward um, so I, I felt like most people I don't know about you but the people I spoke to certainly felt that that was useful yeah and you know some of the people I spoke they're just they're just happy to actually be going back to college as well so um one woman I spoke today she was like well I just counted down the days to the 8th of March because they just want to be back I mean obviously some some staff have been going in um to look after the vulnerable students we know that but I think there is just a real um desire to feel kind of everybody all together again back in yeah. college have that atmosphere again and have everybody together learning because online learning it just it just you just can't replicate that can you well no absolutely and that is a great opportunity for me to mention what my yes. favorite story of the month, <laughs> which, which was uh, Glasgow Clyde College I believe uh, publishing essentially a soundtrack of college life which I've listened to more often than is probably advisable since we published that story but essentially you know a number of short tracks giving you the sounds of the library and the sounds of the hallway and I just thought it was a, a sort of great way to make people feel a bit more connected and uh, yeah. 
it's uh, great fun. If you haven't had a look at that, you should definitely seek it out on on our website. Yes. And then, of course, last night uh, at midnight, we got the big news on what is ahead for assessment. What What did you? Yes. Yeah. So. I um yeah so obviously the news came out last night and I was at a briefing yesterday with Ofqual um and do you know what it, it's, it's so difficult isn't it because for FE it's not as simple as saying right GCSE's and A levels are cancelled everyone's going to get a teacher assess grade the the picture in FE is just so much more complex than that so what you know what they have done is split it into three different categories of, of students um and and qualifications so the ones um which are used for um um, you know, uh, like like GCSEs and A levels that are used for regression into HE or FE, so your BTECs, your Cambridge Nationals, those sorts of things. Those exams will not go ahead, and the um, students will have teacher assessment. Um, and then for the ones who need that, um, you know, who are going directly into employment and need to be able to demonstrate occupational professional competence, you know, you need to make sure you need to know that your plumber can actually come around and fix right. your pipes and, you know, your hairdresser's going to make sure your hair's level and all of that. Um, they will have their assessments, you know, still going ahead, um, but they'll happen in a COVID secure way. And then um, they've also said that um, the third category, which is functional skills and ESOL, schools for life again the assessments will go ahead in where they can in a COVID secure way but if they can't then you will have a teacher assessment so you know for, for a lot of FE staff they will have learners in all three of those categories um, and again even you know the teacher assess grades for you know even just in that top category we are talking about thousands hundreds of thousands of grades that are going to need to be predicted yeah, by teachers absolutely so broad ahead but certainly a bit more clarity on what the next few months will look like on assessment um, which is good so actually the sector learned quite a lot this week there's a lot of information to digest a lot of uh, stories to read on the TESFE website um, a lot of things you can contribute your opinions to so if you've got something you'd like to share with us you know where to find us uh, do contact us on on email or on all your common social media sites um, but you know it's, it's been a busy February so it has and I think, you know what, it's, it's, it's been one of those things, hasn't it, since this time last year, you kind of think that every month couldn't be more busier than the last, but it is. Um, and I think oh, actually, <laughs> as, um, as, you know, as March goes on, obviously we will see, you know, thousands of people return to face-to-face -face teaching. So I think we probably would just want to say to everybody, good luck with the return. Um, and we hope it goes, you know, as smoothly as possible it can for you all. And, you know, as Julia said, you know where we are. If you do want to, you know, get on your soapbox and, and rant about something or let us know about something that's happening in your college that's really yeah, good and that you want to celebrate, you know, come to us and, yeah, you know where we are. On the note of celebrating, it obviously would be remiss for me to not say that this is a great time to get your entries in for the TESFE Awards. Entries are still, we're still open for entries for another uh, week or so, 10 days roughly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. do make sure that you get your entries in. Uh, we know that there's lots of excellent stuff going on in colleges, lots of outstanding individuals and training providers. Um, adult education has been doing its thing despite a really difficult year. So do make sure that doesn't go unnoticed and unrecognized and you get your entries in. And we'll come back for another similar podcast in a few weeks' time and we'll see you with a special guest again in probably a fortnight. Yes, yes, we will. And thank you so much to everyone for listening and we hope you have a lovely weekend.